and this is Elle. And we're your anonymous hosts of Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to episode 31 of season two. First, we want to thank all our day one listeners and welcome to all our new listeners. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you screenshot listening to the pod and put it on your story or tweet us, we'll send you a free Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast limited edition sticker. We're also on Patreon where you can support us by becoming a member of the Mystical Coven of Bad Bitches. This podcast is sponsored in part by Bounce. Bounce is a dating app in New York City that's currently in beta mode. It's live for 15 minutes where you live match and you find a date to go on either that night or the next night. Both tried Bounce personally and we really love the concept. It really makes you just get off swiping that endless match mode and just go out and really meet somebody when you feel yourself and you're like, yeah, you feel like going on a date. Use our code GFPOD, that's G-F-P-O-D when downloading and you'll get your first round of drinks and your first Bounce date for free. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, so we're... (laughs) So B and I are actually recording from different continents right now we're on skype trying to record this i am at work um sequestered into a phone booth trying to be very subtle and quiet and also looking like i'm doing my job which is fun you look great you look like you're really doing your job thanks i'm doing a lot of jobs right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it might sound like we're not on the same frequency because we're not even in the same time zone right now yeah, we're not. And so, B, where are you right now? Currently, I'm in London as of recording. And uh, yeah, I've been traveling. London's my first stop. I used to live here, as a lot of the listeners might have pieced together with me saying multiple times I used to live here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the details. It's all in the details. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was visiting some friends, and it's been, you know, London's, you know, beautiful, you know, really gray and dreary. And I love it. I love that time of weather and um i'm actually gonna meet up with my british bay my british barca bay that i met last year in the episode euro trip when i went to a hostel for the first time in barcelona and we met in the lift so i i texted him i was like hey like i'm gonna be back in your city and he was like hey and yeah gonna come down from where he's from and meet me in london and stay in my hotel room we're gonna wine and dine and 69 now <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe it's not off the table <laughs> probably um <laughs> no definitely we're gonna have sex but like <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear just so we're clear um but yeah that's like you know it's really me right now I'm excited for that um and of course it's Valentine's Day coming up so there's a lot of yes, shit in the air yeah so, Al, um, you got a life update for us? Yeah, so still going strong, um, seeing R. As you guys may have heard from the last episode or maybe the one before that, um, I asked him to be exclusive. So we are now dating exclusively. And with Valentine's Day kind of creeping up on us, um, I was kind of waiting for him to ask me what we were going to do and to propose plans. And around the beginning of this week, it was like the first week of February. Actually, it was starting the second week of February and we still hadn't spoken about it. Um, And I was away on vacation for five days and we talked every day. And then that night when I got back from vacation, I asked him to come over. So he came over to my place that night and slept over. And while he was there, he mentioned that he's going to be out of town for a couple days next week um, for a work thing. 
At which point I was like, what dates are you away? And he was like, <laughs> he was like don't worry, I'll be back for Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, he knew. He yeah, knew. He, he knew. Um, and so I asked him, I'm like, so does that mean we're doing something? And he's like, obviously we're doing something. Um, but we just hadn't spoken about it. So I was like, okay, like, let's figure out where we're going to be, if we're going to be in my neighborhood or yours, and then I'll leave the rest to you which I did not do. So uh, the next day I spoke to my roommate and asked her where her, and she's actually seeing someone right now too. So I asked where they were going to be because if they're going to need our apartment, I want to make sure that we're not in the apartment. Um, So she said that they'd probably be at our apartment. So then I asked her to message our, because we all work in the same building. So we have the same um, like internal messaging system. So I asked her to message him and tell him that she's going to need our apartment. And so he should plan to do something in Astoria with me on Valentine's Day. Um, Also, because I know a lot of the time, like he knows that I like picking the restaurant. He knows I like picking the bar, picking the drink spots and whatever. But I wanted him to be in control on this one and kind of surprise me. Is this a test? It's a little bit of a test. Yeah. but it's a test with some help. So I wanted her, I wanted her to tell him her to basically make it seem like she really needed the apartment. So she wanted him to kind of talk me into doing a story and say that there was like just a spot that he really wanted me to, that he really wanted to take me to in his neighborhood, kind of like make, like making him feel like it's his choice, even right. though it's not. Um, so she, and also to tell him like what kinds of restaurants I like, which he knows, but like plant the seed that I really want oysters. Right. Um, I think it's so, more romantic. It's, it's supposed to be an aphrodisiac, right? It is. I can confirm it is. that. <laughs> it is. A hundred percent is. Um, so I left her with that, uh, with that mission. And apparently she messaged him and she was like, Hey, um, I want, I want to talk to you about Valentine's day. Can we chat? And he called her. So the two of them spoke and planned out our Valentine's day, which was super cute. Like just hearing about it. She was like live messaging me at work. Like, Oh my God, he just called me. Oh my God. We're talking about you. He's asking questions. Oh, he wants to do this. And I'm like, "Ah!" and then, so they have that conversation. They decide, okay, a story is the plan then. And that night I see him actually, no, that night he calls me, um, and we're like chatting and he's like, Oh, so I guess we're doing a story for Valentine's day then. Right. And I try to play dumb and act like I have no idea that the two of them talked because I wanted him to think he was surprising me. You were basically like quietly on the third line of the phone. like <laughs> Yeah. Like listening on mute. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a like one of those like conference call attacks like from back in middle school oh my god yes <laughs> yeah um but yeah and I'm like what do you mean and he's like well I spoke to today I'm like oh my god you did about what and he's like not taking the hint that I'm very clearly trying to tell him that I don't know anything so right. he's just like oh yeah we spoke and she said that she needs the apartment so you're gonna come to Astoria I thought you knew I thought you guys talked and I'm like Jesus Christ like no I don't know you don't have to tell me anything else maybe she's trying to let it be a surprise and to help you like secretly surprise me so don't tell me anything else guys are so thick they just don't even so 
stupid. <laughs> it was really, it was very pure though, that he's like, that he like doesn't want to hide anything from me. Yes. I think in the very beginning, guys are like hyper transparent because we're like, I don't know how crazy this girl is. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going mean, to take my chances. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my loyalty yeah. to you. Who is M? I don't know M. <laughs> yeah. She's setting me up. Yeah, yeah. She's setting me up. She told me to bring you to the story. I knew that was too good. It's a trap. It's a trap. But yeah, and then he proceeds to tell me that he ordered me something and that it's something small, so I shouldn't like feel like, you know, anything about it, but that it might not come on time, but it might, and he ordered a backup. And I'm like, just stop talking. Stop, stop telling me everything. So Let's Jen's out there. Pro tip, your girl wants to be surprised on Valentine's Day. Maybe not every single girl, but I can guarantee you at least 95% of us want to feel like you have some master plan that we're not even a part of, you know, planning and that you're going to pick the spot. You're going to pick something that we want. You're going to sweep us off our feet and woo us because that's fucking romance. And this is the one day of the year where we want that shit. Yeah. And I think you're so right. Like even the girls who like being in charge all the time, like me and you all. Some women. Um, I think, I think it's, it's, that is, it is obviously a bit of a test. And it's also like, unfortunately, you know, it is a style pressure that guys need to take the lead on it. So this is like your turn to take the lead. And like, I've been on Valentine's Day before where I, I've been in a long-term relationship and I was like, I'll find somewhere, I'll do it. And, you know, it's it does take a bit of the match away from it. And like, I do think the surprise element, even if it's something like small, like I think the surprise element is really important. Like your girl doesn't want to know. Like maybe your girl's super controlling like Owl, but even then, like she's going to appreciate the surprise more and whatever you thought through in, you know, your brain, little brain, <laughs> you're like, little, this little boy guy. brain. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, maybe. Um, I think, I think for a first time, well, it's, it's difficult. I think there's different tiers of Valentine's day and then what you should expect. So in the situation that you're in out, uh, I think the restaurant thing is very appropriate, but I don't think if you've been fucking someone or you guys are exclusive, I don't think you need to go out and like eat at a restaurant. Yeah, I agree. If this were just like, if this were just an ongoing hookup, what I would want would be just like a night of really great sex with like maybe like some toys and some edible like melted chocolate or body paint or I don't, I don't fucking know, like just some kinky weird shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like even like cooking dinner at home or like just I don't even know. I like I like drinks and something light like you don't need like a full yeah. Valentine's dinner is a very coupley gesture. But yeah. like if I were just seeing someone and it were kind of the beginning stages, I would at least want to do like cocktails and oysters specifically. Yeah. <laughs> and like talking to the guys out there who maybe do want to take the next step with the girl that they're seeing this is obviously a very important day and this girl probably has not made plans hoping that you will make plans or do, I don't know if she probably gets a vibe that you want to like you know TR do something more serious or think of her seriously so I think I think telling her like 
maybe like four or five days in advance is fair because it is a holiday, you know? And I think a lot of people go on dates on Valentine's Day. I also love to say and do, I think going on the first day of Valentine's Day is like totally fine. Like there's no pressure. Like I think that's when a lot of people probably open OkCupid or Tinder or something and they're like, fuck it. Like, let's just go on a date because I don't want to be alone and single. I want to at least yeah. just go on a date. But I would say also for those of you that are in the early stages of something and maybe would want to have like a casual Valentine's Day, still ask her far enough in advance because speaking from my own personal experience, being single on Valentine's Day, I plan dates like friend dates with my close friends, like kind of like Lonely Hearts Club, like, you know, like last year. What? Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. Like last year I went out with my gay best friend and we had oysters and cocktails and like a really like cute dinner at like a romantic spot by the water. And it was like really funny because I was having the waitress take like pictures of us as if we were a couple and we were just like pretending we were dating. And the whole time he's like, should I fake propose? Should I fake propose? And I'm like, that's too too much. Too much. (laughs) But it was super fun. So yeah, I think a lot of girls would plan a backup if they think they're more than likely to be spending it alone. So if you want to take the leap and do something like do it with enough time in advance that, you know, she's not planning a backup. Yeah. And then to the, also to the other guys, the guys who are fucking these girls and don't want anything more serious. And the girl hits you up for Valentine's day. I don't, I don't think you should do anything. <laughs> I, don't, I think you should just avoid the day in general. Or again, I mean, maybe just have a sex date and at least you're both not alone on like a very couple day. Yeah. But I do agree that if you don't want something serious and you think that the person that you're with kind of does that doing something on Valentine on Valentine's day may create expectations and may make them think that something's going in a direction. Yeah. It's like, it's messy. It's a complicated day. So I would say, you know, just be very upfront that like, Hey, like, do you want to like come over? I'll get us a bottle of wine. We'll have like a casual night in or something. And it's just like, make it clear that this isn't like a date per se, because I think that taking someone out is a date. Like I think about it also from like the female perspective of where I definitely have guys who are more into me than I was into them. And if they asked me to do something on Valentine's Day, I probably would have been like, no, like I'm playing Fallout. Like I don't even play video games. I just really do things. I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it's, it's, it's such a scary holiday and it just, it's just a marker of, it means nothing really and truly, but it means everything else when it turns like dating and taking things to the next step. It's like, yeah. 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 Because everyone's going to ask everyone in their lives, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Coworkers, fair game, family members, fair game, friends, fair game. So you're thinking everyone's going to ask you what you did for Valentine's Day. If you're the guy, if you're the girl. So you have to be comfortable saying like, yeah, I hung out with that person. And then that person now is, you know, a thing. I mean, I mean, not a thing, but it's a people in your life. No. We spent Valentine's together. Right. So even if you don't, you, you both don't interpret it in some type of way, like I think other people will. So yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. Or you can just lie. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk about our personal best and worst Valentine's days. Yeah. B, do you have a personal best? Personal best. Um, okay. This is a shout out to singleness. Um, this was, uh, maybe 
six years ago. Um, I is my second year living in London and I didn't have a boyfriend and I was doing a project with a classmate and we didn't know each other and she's from a different course and we ended up going fabric shopping. We just, that was the day that it was like planned that we would go out fabric shopping and we ended up, um, maybe I did have a boyfriend and we just didn't have plans or something. It could have been too early, too much early days or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we ended up like going to central, picking up fabric, um, and doing a mini pub crawl. And like, that was like a really fun Valentine's day in a way that wasn't about like romanticness. It was just like, yeah, I just got drunk with one of my friends and just like, that was just chill. Um, I think that also needs to be said to like the single people out there. Like you can reclaim this day. Like you don't have to stay home and be sad. Like you can go out with your friend and get drunk. Like fuck people in relationships. They do not own this day. Take the night. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I have to say that last year, my Valentine's dinner with Kay was one of my best. Like we were in hysterics the whole time. We had so much fun. We both went home good and drunk and like definitely went home and uh sent a couple <laughs> sent a couple uh racy valentine's day snaps i shouldn't have but, like it was it was just a super like fun night and it had nothing to do with either of our relationship status it was just a fun night between friends yeah now if i have to give a relationship one though um i have to say that the best like relationship valentine's day i've had was i would say two years ago when i was dating that fucking jazz musician um we went ice skating at bryant park that's cute which was really cute because he like didn't know how to ice skate and i'm a pretty good ice skater so I was kind of like pulling him along the whole time. Okay, it was like cute. Eight, for the other person, as we heard about my date going ice skating a couple. Of- uh, he was a good sport about it. <laughs> um, that, and that then we. Really yeah. And then afterwards we went to some, ho- some like, um, some like lounge, like some piano lounge in Times Square. And one of his like musician friends was like playing there. So we went to watch their gig and we had some cocktails and then he got called up because he's like a well-known jazz musician. So he got called up to sing. Um, and he sang my funny Valentine and like subbed in little things about me into the song. It was really cute, but he was such a, like, looking back, I'm like, he just knew the moves, right? Like he wasn't like, yeah, he genuinely cared about me for a bit, but like most of that was just like knowing the moves and like knowing how to be charming and whatever. It was just, it was kind of like a scripted, like how to be boyfriend Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But regardless, I mean, it was a good night. Yeah. I think my best like relationship be one, um, Honestly, it was always like a lot of even my long term relationship. It was a lot of like, we have to go out and we have to book in advance because this is London. And, you know, just like New York City, like things book up really quickly. Right. Um, It's actually I can't even think of a particularly good one. So I'll tell you a particularly bad one. Um, It was I was it was it was interning and we do this bit at uni where like you just intern like full full time um, for like three months. And then you go back to uni. So I w- it was in that point that we were interning or I was interning. <clears throat> so I was working all day, worked late and I was the intern, one of many. So I would, I was the fucking door girl. That was what I was known for. So I would like get, get the packages 
And every fucking, every fucking like hour or something, there would be a ring on the, the door and I would get it. And it's like flowers for someone in the office. And I was OK. So this is a little backstory. He suggested he knows where I work. He knows the address and everything. He was like, oh, maybe I'll send you flowers. And I was like. First of all, guys, do not say this. Do not it's say it not unless you're going to do it. it. Yeah. And this is, okay, just fair warning, men. This is expensive to send flowers on Valentine's Day. It's like $100. So when you say something like this, you have to do it. And it right. has, it's going to cost $100. Like, yeah, no, fucking look it up and make sure that it's in your price range before you even joke about it. Because Don't otherwise, we'll be waiting by the door all day, hoping that they come. Or they be build. your own bike messenger. Send your mate. Send your mate, like, Mike or something to go and bike <laughs> this girl from Bodega Flowers to her. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. But, like, you can save money in another way. But please, like, Postmates it or something. I think, like, technology, we can do that now. But, like, this is back in back in the day before Postmates. So um, he he said maybe he'll do that a couple days ago. And then I was kind of expecting it because I'm like a normal sane person. And then right. opening the door every like fucking like five times that day and getting flowers and then like receiving them, signing for them and then giving them to some other bitch in the office was fucking horrendous. It was awful. It was an awful day of work. And I was also very like sick. I had the cold or something. So I pre-booked some um, wine tasting place and it's really good for all our London listeners. Um, uh, Fuck, what is it called? Something I I can't even remember. I'll think of it. Um, But it's like a wine place kind of like by Charlotte Street and you can uh, top up like an oyster card and you can scan it and then you can fill your wine glass with different wines. So you can like they have different prices so you can like tap your card, fill it up with like that much wine and cost that much. And then you tap your card. Yeah, it was very cute. It was very high tech. um, And it was uh, it was awesome. I thought it was super cool. I really wanted to go try it. I was really sick. And when you're sick, wine tastes like vinegar to you. Like it just yeah. So I meet him at the tube and we're in central and he shows up without any flowers. And this is where I am just annoyed because it was like, okay, fair enough. You did not send flowers to me at work, but you're going to show up to the date and not have anything for me. Like I knew this guy, like I knew he liked uh, Jamie Oliver. I knew he liked like spicy chili chocolate. So I lived, uh, I worked by like a Jamie Oliver outpost one of his like posh stores restaurants so I popped in and I got like a spicy chili like chocolate lollipop it was like nothing but it was just like I thought of you it was like a cute small gesture yeah yeah and I do think girls should get something for their man or bae like I do think that's like nice um and then he shows up with nothing no flowers and I am very picky with my flowers I'm just like no daisies no sunflowers no basic bitch things like like I am very specific and he knows that. And I think he was like overthinking the flower choice to the point that I've like, I would have literally got the most emo black roses flowers. I don't care. (laughs) But like he didn't show up with flowers and that really pissed me off. And I think I, I don't know what type of girl you're dating, but personally I think all women like flowers. And even if they're picky, like me and Al, they like some flowers. So do your, you like the gesture. It's yes. not even about like the flowers themselves. Yeah. A lot of the time, like it's really just the fact that they went out of their way to get you something. Yeah. And like, dudes, go early, go two days before, keep the flowers in water, you know, like don't like pay full price at Valentine's Day. Cost is a thing. Like you can save money in this aspect. But I think the flowers are the smallest, sweetest gesture you can do. And he did not show up. And I was 
pissed. And I, I tried to like keep it together, but I was not having fun with like, my vinegar wine and uh, my sore throat. And we ended up going home and he can tell I was a bit annoyed about the flower thing. And I was like, it's fine. He's like, no, I'm going to go to like, we have a Marks and Spencer's garage by us. So he was like, I'm going to go and like, I'm going to buy some flowers for you. And I was like, no, it's fine. No, he didn't even say that. He was like, I need to pick up some bits at Marks and Spencer's. And I was like, mm. I was like, I don't even fucking care. Bye. <laughs> like, I was like, but, um, like we, we didn't live together, but we both basically lived together. Um, he would always stay over in my flat with my flatmate and, and her boyfriend would always stay over. So I went up and they had the flat for the evening, which is super annoying. And I, I do like that you brought that up, Elle, like roommate turf, like who gets the apartment for that yeah. night that needs to be discussed. Um, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good factors happening in this story now that I tell it, but like, yeah. I was a bit annoyed with my roommate because I was sick and I just wanted to stay home and like do, you know, the a casual thing. And then we were kind of forced to go out and have dinner because my roommate and her cheap ass boyfriend at the time, well, they were like, he was, he was pretty cheap at that point. They were like, I don't, I don't want to go out and eat. And I was like, fair enough. But like, I thought I had the apartment. So we had yeah. to go, even though I didn't want to go out, like, uh, so, um, they're like, Oh, how was it? And I was like, yeah, it was all right. And then, um, my boyfriend comes back and he's at the door and he has the flowers and they're like, Oh my God. So sweet. And I was like, mm, thanks. Wow, really turned it around in the night. Yeah, I, could, I was like, whatever. <laughs> I did take a selfie. I did take a selfie. I did post it. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> but like also like having her have something to post on the gram is like real important. Like it has to be like aesthetic too. Like no pressure, but needs to be aesthetic and it needs to be cute and you got to get her flowers. And you can't, oh God. Now I'm scared. Now I'm like nervous. Now I'm like reeling thinking about my potential Instagram post because we're not like, I don't know how I'm going to post anything because we're not like dating to the I public just, eye. I don't know. I guess, I guess you would, I just, I, he was my boyfriend. So obviously I was going to post a photo of him getting me flowers. So it was right. Um, if it was someone I was like not exclusive with, I don't think I would do that. Or where even if I was exclusive and they weren't my boyfriend, I'm not sure I would do that. Depends. Depends if they have an Instagram, if it's public or private, how fit they are. Am I tagging them? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll probably, probably post something, but like I can't tag him. Because he's another gram. Like, no, he has a gram. We just we're dating on the low. It's a right. secret, it's a secret affair. So you can post like you eating oysters and cocktails with somebody. That's true. Yeah. You can take a really great picture of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that was pretty, I mean, maybe you're like, uh, that wasn't that bad of a Valentine's Day. But to me, it was like a lot of things went wrong. And I think when it's Valentine's Day, you put a lot of pressure on the situation. And even even if you think you're like low key and even if you hate the holiday like I do, like, you know, just some effort. That's all I want to see. Just some effort. Yeah, just like a like it doesn't have to be an expensive gesture. Just like the little things are what I don't know hits us right in the fucking ovaries. I would say I would say first for most the asking her if she wants to do something like the four to five days in advance, not hitting her up the day before. Like she's like just an afterthought. Right. Um, I think the roommate situation, the roommate discussion with your roommates, um, maybe if you're there, talk about it with her roommates, you know, like where are you going to be? You know, who's going to be right. How loud is the sex going to be? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then like, yeah, if you want to stay in or go out and 
Um, and then just like literally the smallest token of whatever, like honestly, the shit they sell at CVS and like Sainsbury's and Boots and like the, every grocery store and Trader Joe's, like everywhere. every bodega. We're international now. <laughs> I'm dropping names like anyone in the UK, you've got a place to go. I know it's not that big here, which is I'm so happy to be in, like abroad for Valentine's Day because I don't see any like anything i don't see decorations i don't see like a lot of like stuff advertised like usually there's a whole section in cvs in the middle that's just like blown up like a, a vagina inside yeah, out yeah it's it's literally like <laughs> yeah two combined giant aisles like dripping in fucking yeah. pink yeah it's it's hard to ignore <laughs> yeah you can't be like oh dude it's the 13th i totally forgot like <laughs> you know what's great though the day after valentine's and all that chocolate 70 percent off that's true so if you have a shitty valentine's day ladies there's still that still that yep so should we get into some um listener some questions? listener questions yes oh my god jinx um okay uh do you want to read the first one now um you do the first one let me get this other one pulled up okay yeah so we got some uh, questions from some listeners so we thought why not help a girl out Okay, so this is coming from one of our listeners who DM'd us on Instagram. Um, we'll call her S. So S writes in that um, she just started dating again, and she went on two first dates recently. Um, the first guy apparently was boring. The second guy she likes, but he's 40. S writes, I'm 23. I feel like how could there be a future if I want to date someone for the long term and not just trying to fuck around and be friends with benefits? But then it's like, maybe I should just have fun for a bit. This guy lives two blocks away from her. Um, they didn't do anything on their first date, but make out at the bar. Um, and she's heard that older guys know how to treat a woman in bed because every guy she's been with was like 10 years older than her and has never made her come. But she also knows that like her vibrator is part of the equation as well. She notes that although he's 40, he looks like he's 32 and is very much alive. <laughs> As if at the age of 40, he might be rounding death. Um, and it's funny because they've actually, they've been to the same bar before. They used to go to the same bar. Um, and he found her on Instagram. So... Yeah. So, I mean, the dynamic between dating as like a young, like as someone in their early twenties versus like someone much older, say in their forties, um, it's difficult. So actually a couple months ago, I'm 24. I was dating a guy who was 37. And so I kind of experienced, um, a similar, similar situation and similar kind of qualms where, like there was nothing in our personal dynamic or relationship that that like felt weird in terms of age but just knowing that he was so much older it was more I was more concerned about what other people would think and so I found myself kind of overthinking it even though like our dates were really good and we had really good chemistry and there was a lot of like hot romantic like interest between us um it was still always this thought in the back of my mind like how could this ever work you know what will my friends think what would god forbid we get to the stage where i'm that's, introducing to my family what would my mom think that's totally fair and i think like yeah you can get on with someone with someone really well but like age is a massive factor in dating like you think about like marriage and kids and like you know what happens down the line and like also again i i'm not a big fan of dating older so like uh she's she's 23 you said she's 23 he's 
horny. Yeah, I think that's fucking massive. That could be like that. Literally, could be her dad. <laughs> I what's mean, the girls are into yeah, that. fair? But like, what is she really asking here? Like, I guess. I mean, I guess she's kind of asking what the advice would be for someone who is dating older, and if it's like even possible to have kind of a future with them. Um, so, briefly before we dive in, what's that rule again? It's half his age plus seven yes so the rule is for a guy the youngest girl he should be dating is someone who's half his age plus seven so for 40 that would be 27 wait is that right 20 plus seven yeah oh so she is well below the rule Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, is about this rule also i do want to say so she says i heard older guys know how to treat a woman in bed because every guy i've been with with the oldest w- was like 10 years my senior that's so that the oldest she's ever slept with let's say let's go off 23 let's just to be fair yeah yeah, yeah. 33 so this guy is way above the oldest guy she's ever slept with okay first of all older guys are better at sex just because older women are also better at sex because they have more experience older people have lived through some shit they've seen some they've seen some shit they, they know what they're doing i do think there's a point where it's like well how much more are you learning you know at 33 versus 40 like um maybe maybe a ton but like also if if a guy who's 10 years your senior is also not giving you orgasms like I really don't think dating a guy older than that you're gonna find an orgasm I don't think like after this you should try dating someone who's like 50 and see if you can get an orgasm like I don't think older is the problem here right right but yeah no but I don't think it also it doesn't sound like she's dating this guy just because she wants an older guy to give her good sex like I think that she this guy obviously reached out to her they had been to the same places before so he recognized her found her and now she's hoping that the sex is gonna be good because he's older um which like honestly yeah it could go either way he could be really great or he could be kind of a selfish prick as all guys can be at any age i yeah yeah and i do think like do we talk uh, like about generational things i mean obviously this is a millennial podcast um but this is a big millennial issue and i think in general our generation is quite open to experimentation we joke just like being opening and like you can be you you can become sexually more open with age or you can just get more honed down in your ways you know like you know what you like and you know whatever um I don't I think for the sex thing I don't I don't think he's automatically gonna give her an orgasm just because he's older I don't yeah I agree and I think like if that's like kind of the main reason she's like "Mm, maybe he's worth it because I've never came during sex I would be like not worth it to me but if anything else checks out then like it's fine so she says i'm 23 and i feel like how could there be a future if i want to date someone for the long term and not trying to fuck around and be friends with benefits but then it's like maybe i should just have a bit fun he lives two blocks away so location 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 that's a great location for a hookup two blocks away from where you live yeah it is so i would say like my all-encompassing advice for this is just to kind of like if you think that this is someone that you're interested in feeling things out with i mean you've been on one date um i don't know if you've been on a second one since then but i would say go out on another date obviously in a public place um you know don't feel that just because he's two blocks away that you need to jump into anything if you want to do that 
you know, go ahead. But I would say meet them out in a public place and see if the actual person to person connection is there first. And then the physical stuff will fall into place if you already have that chemistry established. But it's entirely possible that you don't have that regular person, personal kind of chemistry. And then the sex won't be good either way. So you really just have to feel it out and see if this is someone you're worth compromising your feelings on age four. I also think um, to this listener, um, we love you first. And <laughs> second of all, um, I think she says she hasn't really been dating often. And I, I think this guy is just there. You know, he's just easy. Like he's at the bar. He's in the local neighborhood. Like, he of, reached out to her. Of course he's interested because like you're young and fit. Like, yeah, he wants to fuck you. But like, I think you have to give your chance to date guys other guys I'm not even saying that guys rage I'm just saying date other dudes like put yourself out there in like a dating app situation or go up to guys which is really difficult but like you know like again diversifying your stock you, you know making your portfolio as best as possible putting yourself out there um she seems to be like she's a point where she says like I went on a date with my ex and this is the first date I've had since you know then or something so like if you're going on dates with your ex you really got to look at your life and be like no this is not good enough you need to go out there and really aggressively like try to find a first date because yeah there are guys like certain dudes that will come up and hit on you and I, I know how it's like very easy for girls to be like yeah like fuck it like it's right there and he's interested in me and like that's very alluring like the guy a guy being very attractive to you um but you also have to think like you know am I attracted to them and then also kind of put yourself out there and put yourself in a situation where you don't know, if, you know, you don't know if it's a match and you don't know if like you're good enough for them. Like those are kind of like the most fun dates because it's a bit like you, you both don't know where you stand. And I think maybe there's not that much, I, I'm not getting the feeling there's like a ton of like feelings on her side about this guy. Like she's saying like, Oh, he's really interested in me and she's already planning them being friends with benefits and all these like logical things, which I think I would also plan. But also, uh, yeah, I just think more people in the mix, like don't start dating this guy and only go on dates with him. Like, I definitely think if you go on dates with this guy, make sure you're going dates with their guys. Right. And and S did mention that she's that she recently went out with another guy as well, but that she thought he was boring. And girl, if you feel that he's boring after the first date, whatever, on to the next, go out on another date, get on some apps, get out there, swipe and, you know, keep your rotation open. Pump those numbers up. Um, and then also in the sex bit, just, you know, I think say what you want, introduce your vibrator early on first, second time you have sex. Like if that, if that's something, you know, you need to have when you to come, like you have to say that up, up front. It's like almost having a fetish that I've, I've dated people whose fetish is like so important to them that they actually have to say, it's like, I don't really see a future unless you're okay with my fetish. And like being honest with stuff like that up front like it really it, it's it's basically you talk about it now or you talk about it in three months you know like you can you can weed out people very easily and honestly fucking with a vibrator is not crazy anymore like it's very known guys are very like most guys are open to it so I think if you put it out there that you want you need to ha have a vibrator to come uh guys early on would either be in agreement with it or they're not. I don't think three months of seeing you is going to make them kind of change their mind or their stance on the vibrator issue. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. B, do you want to read our second write-in? Yeah. All right. 
So sorry about switch accounts. And S, we hope that was helpful. We love you, girl. And we love you. feel free to DM us back and let us know um, what you think about our advice. And if you need anything else, you know where to find us. Okay. So this is also from a listener of the pod. So she, um, I know a bit of the backstory, so I'll give you guys that. Um, she has a friend in her friend group and she had a crush on him. Uh, no, he had a crush on her at first and she didn't like him. And then as soon as he stopped liking her, she started liking him naturally, naturally. Ain't that how it goes. Um, and then of course he was like, she didn't know where she stood. And, um, so then they ended up kind of trying to go out and date and like make it happen. So this is the thing. We hooked up and it was terrible. We kept trying to, we kept trying and it was still terrible. (laughs) He was getting frustrated about it. And I said, let's just not anymore. And he agreed way too quickly, but is really like touchy and huggy when he sees me. I decay. The man's weird and confusing. And I'm just trying to move on. I ask like, you know, there's a learning curve when it comes to people's bodies and sex. And like, I think just because it's hard because they have this like emotional, like friend chemistry. This like, they have this like bond. They have the thing that's kind of hard to find when you're dating. It's easy to find kind of sexual compatibility. It's easy to find someone you want to fuck, but it's hard to find someone you get on with that you can spend hours with and you can chat with. And she's got the hardest part down. Like that's good. Yeah. here is the sex the sex right and yeah and that's hard once you have that like regular connection with someone where like you care about them and you want to talk to them and hang out with them because you don't want to like hurt their feelings or feel like you're telling them that they're doing something wrong and it can be it can make it harder to get to have good sex with them than if it was just like some random like tinder hookup where you're like yeah like do me like this yeah and then leave me (laughs) So I asked, I was like, what's terrible sex, right? Because I I have to know. Um, There's scales. So the first time, he couldn't get hard enough. The second, he lasted literally five seconds, maybe less. We've all been there. And like we said, you could take it half half as a compliment and half as like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I think I I let the guy come quickly if he's like, I really want to like just come inside you. And I'm just like, fine, but we're doing it again. Like everyone gets it. You get saddle up for round too right right you get to come in five seconds but then you also have to get hard and fuck me again properly like that's yeah. fair enough like you get to yeah. do that i really hope no one can hear me in this phone booth <laughs> um after that he lasted a few minutes but in, it was the same position and at one point he even asked me not to move it was going to make him come too fast oh my god She's literally planking on this bed, trying not to move her hips. Poor girl. Um, Like, he literally just wanted me to lay there. And then another time when we were like, let's try some new positions, this didn't work, and he got soft. Um, Even before we hooked up, I tried to ask him what he liked, what's his style, what he's usually into, and he got tense and uncomfortable. Didn't really answer me, and didn't ask me what I like either. So, that is... That was the terrible sex, I guess, to find. Um, and I think with this, I think I think she's thinking a lot about her. And she's not thinking a lot of him, which is, I think they're both thinking of each other. I mean, but, I, nah, but it sounds like he's thinking a lot of him. Yes, they're both thinking of themselves. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's thinking, like, why is he not hard for me? And this is, this is like it's also it's it's easy to take this as a personal attack it's like um guys we we see it all the time it's like guys get hard by looking at a tree sometimes like just the <laughs> boner and it's like you guys can't... order a really good sandwich <laughs> right? like, 
got a really nice maca from like Starbucks. Like, oh, like guys get hard over anything. So like when they won't get hard over your naked body, it's a little bit of a personal offense, but you can't take that personally. You can't take that personally. Cause I, I think a lot of it is like mental. And I think, I think he's nervous and I think maybe he's just a bit in a, more exper- inexperienced than you. Maybe that's not why he's being upfront about what he likes because he doesn't really know or he hasn't really processed and tried that. Right. And I think not even just guys. I think people in general, if they haven't had an open sexual dialogue, it's difficult to have. And that first time, you're probably super uncon- like super self-conscious of what you're saying and what you're asking for. And you feel awkward. And you don't know the terminology, maybe. But I think that you have to just sit down and like really just like bear it all and say, we need to have an open sexual dialogue or this isn't going to get better. And tell him to just like fucking push through it. Like say every awkward thing. This is like, like a no judgment zone and let's just get it all out. Yeah. I think in this situation, I would throw the grenade and me and I'll talk about this before and throwing the grenade in a situation, a dating situation is like a last text. It's last final. Like, let's see where this is at. If it's a fuck boy, you're seeing if he's into you. If it's someone you're seeing and they've been ghosting you, this is a confirmation that they're not into you. And in this situation, give him a final text. And you got to be honest with this text. Be like, Hey, I really like you. Um, I know our sexual compatibility has not been the best, but I really want to try it. This, if you want to try, um, I bought some lube, which I think lube needs to be all over this situation right now. Lube needs yeah. to be like dripping. Like it just, like, I think that really helps. That's really hot. Like, cause it just mimics like a girl being wet. So like even just having something like that on your dick probably feels really good and makes you hard and also makes you easier. Like if you're already both in your head, um, I think like just both of you having, like, you don't have to be like dripping wet naturally. Like, I think a lot of girls think that you don't have to be all the yeah, time. So you, no. sh- you shouldn't like, that's not, we're not like a fucking faucet, you know, you can't just, you can't right. just turn it on. So lube, I think would really help specifically in the situation, being honest with like, maybe like incorporating a vibrator, just say, like saying like, let's just fucking try stuff. And let's just be open with it. Yeah. Maybe but I think that, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that just like trying different things and everything would help. But I think the first step, and I wouldn't say for her to text him because it doesn't sound at this point, like she's quite ready to like give up on it. It sounds like she's just like getting frustrated and kind of hitting a wall. Oh, she's like giving up on it. She's like, yeah. Really? Just, yeah, no, that's why. Um, yeah. She's like, yeah. And she says even like, I'm focusing on my own frustrations and taking it so personally. So she is taking it to heart and she does take it personally. And like the, I think she has tried more than once with this guy sexually. So I would be frustrated as well. Um, and I think she's, that- the point, she's like, I don't want to like, I, I, you know, the sex part, the lack of sexual compatibility is now to the point that it's unfixable in her eyes that she doesn't want to see him anymore, but she does like him. And I think I know I know this guy likes her because like, you know, it's it seems pretty obvious. Clearly, Yeah, clearly they have everything else but the sexual compatibility. Right. But I think that being that they know each other as people like that's if you want to have if you want to give it that final go. I think she needs to like ask him if he can, if they can sit down and talk in person because to ask him to verbalize 
all of these things that he's self-conscious about talking about clearly over text, like that's not giving it really a fair shot. I think that she's got to say, Hey, let's sit down. Let's just have a chat. And she needs to tell him, yeah, like this is, I'm, I'm willing to give it one final go, but we got to lay it all out here on the table now. I, and yeah, talk I, about it. I agree. Have that chat in person, but I think yeah. sending the text to, to make it clear that you the sexual compatibility, like just put it out there. It's like, I feel like right now it's an unsaid thing between the two of them. No one's saying the sex is bad. Yeah. bad. I think if you send the text and be like, Hey, I know like our sexual compatibility not been great, but I want to work at it. If you want to work on it, let's try it. Like set aside a date where your roommates are out or his roommates are out and you bought lube and you have condoms and maybe you have a vibrator ready. And yeah, like then you can have an honest discussion before you start having sex and it's like sexy and you're there. And I don't know, like, I think, I think you just have the communication at this point is like really good in the friendship and the relationship, but not really good. The sex, bit the sexual bit is so important I think I, I think this dude feels more embarrassed than she does like she feels embarrassed but this guy is hella embarrassed this guy cannot keep his boner in front of a girl he really wants to fuck that's embarrassing to a, a lot of guys I think every yeah. guy would be like sad about that and also feel really judged and he has to know that he's not judged by you and that like you're willing to work on it and that that's hard because you're like you have to say okay this isn't about me because it truly isn't and then like help him feel comfortable and like sexy and like wanted and it's I think we've both been there with guys where they just can't get hard and sometimes it happens and I think women are very understanding of that and guys maybe are not so much when a girl's not in the mood for sex but I think both both sexes need to kind of meet more in the middle and be understanding like yeah sometimes you just don't want to have sex sometimes he can't get hard that's fair, but I think this is not the situation. I think the situation is there's something he's nervous about. It's just and, unspoken, right? Yeah. It's just they're both in their heads separately thinking yeah. about what's wrong and not actually communicating it and getting it out there. Yeah. So um, thank you for listening and uh, thank you for writing in. And I hope that advice helps you. And I hope you give this guy a final chance because he sounds great. I know about him a little bit more than what she wrote in. So I think he's really sweet. I saw a photo of him and he's really cute. So (laughs) I hope I think they'll make a really cute couple. And I really hope that um, they have amazing sex. And I hope this helps. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much, uh, listeners. It's the end of our Valentine's Day show. Um, And thank you for listening. Remember to go to notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com and find all our links. And uh, of course, try to support us via Patreon and we'll send you free stickers and give you free relationship advice and profile reviews. And we're literally giving away so much shit. Everything. So little. Everything and everything. Selling our body and soul. Yes. Yes. Tell all your friends about (laughs) us if this episode helped you, if it didn't, whatever. Like, DM us. Tell us all your thoughts. Yeah. And we have some um, fun episodes, some Euro trip episodes coming up soon so stay tuned for that and uh, we'll see you next week all right bye bye